This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Fox fans, how the devil are we? It's Tuesday, it's the football show, and well, what we're going to talk about? Well, we've got a couple of things this evening. Um, first of all, they say bad things comes in threes. So Tottenham Hotspur, let's have a look. ESL, that collapsed. One. Didn't do very well in the Caribou Cup final, did you? That's two. Three, Brendan Rodgers told you where to go. Yes. <laughs> he's, well, allegedly come out and said it. Leicester boss not interested in talking to Tottenham over managerial vacancy, says Sky News. Uh, Rob Dorsey, who's pretty much on top of these things. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll have a chat about that. And uh, we've got to be happy with that, haven't we? 
something else to be happy with. And hey, I tell you what, if you're a Tottenham fan watching, you might want to buy this. And buy it now because uh, Daniel Levy will love you because you'll get 30% off. Minding my own football business, the story of Leicester City in the 90s and uh, going from um, private to public ownership and everything that went on in our successful years in the 90s, in fairness, under Brian Little and Martin O'Neill. Daniel, buy it, read it. You might learn something. And Daniel, if you go to all the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.co.uk, Barry will give you 30% off and he'll even type a nice little message in the cover for you. Dear Daniel, this is how you do it. Yes. I mean, hey, I might buy one and just send it to him. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to waste my money on a Tottenham there. <laughs> Club, do you? Anyway, this is Lester Till I Die TV. We are live on YouTube at Lester Till I Die TV. Please give that uh, subscribe button a little link, a click, and link into us. That would be great. Facebook, it is Lester Till I Die, the group. And do, in the Twitter sphere, it's at Lester TID. I'm going to welcome in uh, my first guest of the evening. He's going to co-host the show with me. And let me just get everything lined up for him, make him feel nice and welcome, and say good evening to you, Scott. Good evening, Scott. Hi, Chris. You all right, mate? Yeah, not so bad. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So, um, yeah, I was, I was there I was, laid on my bed, disappointed my gardener hadn't come around to do my gardening, thinking... Oh, what's going to cheer me up today? And then up on Sky News, it pops. Leicester boss not interested in talking to Tottenham over managerial vacancy. I mean, I guess we kind of knew it deep down, didn't we? But it's, you know, it's kind of, I mean, again, it's not been attributed to him because he, I suppose, you know, the, the guys have got to keep their options open. But, you know, alleged links, it's great news. It is, yeah. And to be honest, I think realistically, if you're Brendan, you wouldn't really want to go to Tottenham Hotspur with all the bad press they've had just recently anyway. But, you know, he's it, it's come out a couple of times over mm -hmm. the last couple of months and he stated that um, when it comes to like a project and things like that, he's still got so much that him, the team, the staff behind him and everything like that want to achieve. Yes. So in that regard, I don't think there was really much of any doubt, if anything, to be honest. No, no. I mean, you know, it, and it gets me. I'm just going to say good evening to Stephen Collins. I'm seeing more of you than my missus. I don't know whether that says more about me or your missus, Stephen. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> the, the weekly armchair podcast, Spurs would be a step down. Well, in fairness, at the moment, yes, it would. Let's let let's not let's not lie, you know. And yes, they've got the brand new uh, stadium, you know. I mean, I look at it. I don't know if you agree with me, Scott, but, but with Arsenal, when they started to have their problems was when they built this huge brand new stadium that they couldn't really afford. And since then, they had no money to spend on players. You know, no, you know, that they had to sell to get people in. And I have the feeling it would probably now be the same. Well, we know they're in debt, but it'd be the same now with Tottenham. I think it's I think it's just in general. You know, mm. if you if you have a look at a lot of the clubs that have um had new stadiums and then how how they've done in, in seasons after sort of thing, 
Um, you know, they've all struggled. It, it seems to be a, a pattern sort of thing. Um, and it, it's it's one of those. I think it, if Tottenham do get an half decent manager in, it might stabilise them and it might sort of push them on sort of thing. But I think at the minute, in my mind, they, even with this uh, mm. news about Brendan, I didn't have any any doubts whatsoever yeah. towards him. I think as well for me, um, there was a lot of acrimony when Brendan left Celtic, left Celtic to come to us. The way he left, I mean, I think he did it right because Celtic were always going to win the treble. Um, he, he had something to prove in the Premier League because not you know you or me could probably go up and manage Celtic to three titles when Rangers are not even in the division. Um, but he left, I think, at the right time because it gave him those 10 games, and I said this at the time, to, to see his players in competitive matches. And I think you learn more from that than no, no matter how many friendlies you play. I think you learn more about your players than... than um, than, than, you know, than, than in, in friendlies. He will eventually go. I honestly believe that, but I I think he he can't leave yet because I think he could end up with a reputation. Yeah. Um. On that, I I think with Celtic is I know he I know he has stated before that he is an avid Celtic supporter, and mm. you know, fair enough to him. He's been there. He's done the job that he could do, and he's moved on to another club, another project sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that he didn't really have much more that he could do at Celtic with the funds that he had coming to him and everything like that. He was always looking for the next project. Um, and I just think, you know, now he's at Leicester, he's got owners that will back him in you know, the training ground itself. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, his, like he said in an interview, he had his say on what he wanted within the training ground. Um, and you made a point about Spurs having a new stadium. Well, we've not long had a new stadium. No. no. Um, and there has been discussions about improving it. So, you know, he's got that to look forward to as well, to be fair. Yeah. I'm going to say hello to Keane. He's actually sat in the green room. I won't keep you long, Keane. Um, And then we'll we'll, we'll get you in and and talk about the run-ins that we've got coming up. But not run-ins between us and Keane, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) The football run-ins. It depends what he says. But but no, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we're not not exactly got a shoddy stadium ourselves and and, and there's expansion going on. Uh, But I mean, you know, you've got to... It's always nice to laugh at Spurs, isn't it? But, you know, they've lost... And I can never pronounce his name, but his, his, his number one link, you know. They said on Sky Sports today, do Spurs go for this... Um, Julian Nagelsmann, or do yeah. they go for Brendan Rodgers? Well, they don't go for either because they're both, virtually, you know, Julian's moved on to 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 uh, to, to uh, is it Bayern? I think he's gone on to. Yeah, I do believe that. Yeah, yeah. Brendan's come out and said he's stopping at Leicester. I mean, you know, Spurs. I think the biggest name they're being linked with now is Scott Parker. 
to be honest, you know, Scott Parker has done wonders at Fulham with, with, with yeah. the team that he's had. And I know they went down uh, two, se- was it two seasons ago now, last yeah. season, like that. He's brought them back up and, you know, he, he's done a really good job there considering mm. he's had his disposal sort of thing. So, you know, I, I, I can see him potentially going to a, a bigger club sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's not laugh too much at Spurs. It would, would, it would be, it would be bad of us. Well, we could always laugh at Man United instead. Oh, Keen, hello, how are you, sir? I'm good. How, how's it going, guys? Not so yeah, bad. We've had some good news today. How are you? Not too bad. No, not too bad. You know, I just came off my own um, preview there for the Europa League game on Thursday. Very excited yeah. about obviously Thursday's game against Roma. Very big club we're coming up against um, Thursday. Obviously Liverpool on the weekend as well. Our biggest rivals so far. I think for United fans, it's probably our biggest week of our season so far. I mean, I don't know whether I was speaking with Scott as well, but I've never been so pleased to want Man United and you know and, and uh, Arsenal to do well in Europe and Chelsea as well, because the more you play in Europe, hopefully the more knackered your players will be, not wishing that any of them will break their leg, but hoping they get an injury or two, and uh, and, it, and it affect your running. Yeah, like, look, I think when you look at the kind of the way United played their team on Sunday, I think against Leeds, we, we made a couple of changes. Obviously, Pogba, Cavani were two players, so I think we're very integral for the way we play kind of lately. So to see kind of them be rested... Um, I think we're very good. I think we'll see a full strength team um, against Roma on Thursday. Um, in terms of Liverpool on Sunday, thing about it is because we're about 13, 14 points clear of Fort now, I actually see us making changes on Sunday because mm. like, for top four, providing there's not a massive collapse and we lose next kind of five games, top four is more or less done for yes. us. Like So I think United are probably have one eye on the Europa League now. I think yeah. the United's team selection and their approach on Sunday kind of indicate that. Just to quickly ask, has Oli got to win? He's not going to win. I think we we agreed, you know, Man City, it's their title now. Yeah. Um, has Oli got to win the Europa League to keep his job next season? No. The thing about this is, with obviously we know the whole Super League, we hold the whole, know yeah. the whole Glazers fallout. Any Manchester United post of Alex Ferguson, they've all kept their jobs when they finish in the top four because the Glazers get their Champions League revenue. The only time a Manchester United manager lose their job is when they finish outside the top four and the Glazers don't get that Champions League revenue. And what the Glazers then do is invest enough money to get your, get the club back into the top four. So I think mm-hmm. regardless of what happens in the Europa League, Oli keep his job. I'm behind that as well because I think like when you look at the two years under him, we have made progress. We have got better. We've got a lot of deadwood out of the club. Last summer, he didn't get back either and he didn't get any first-choice targets and still, still obviously second league now. So I think there's still progress under him. Obviously, there's a lot of Manchester United fans want him gone even if we win the Europa League. You can't change everyone's mind. Um, but for me, even if we don't win it, um, I think he'll still keep his job because top four is more or less nearly done. Again, as I said, providing there is a, a collapse of epic proportions, I think Joe, he'll still be the manager come the end of the season. 
I mean, I think Scott would agree with me. We've always got to say to Man United, thank you for the 80 million. But um, in in fairness, um, Maguire, he, he, he is coming good now. He, is, yeah. uh, he, he did go through the sticky patch. Kane, can I ask you know, your thoughts? Tonight, today, we've had the news that Rodgers has come out saying he's not interested in Spurs. He wants to stay at Leicester. Is that a surprise to you? Not at all. Um, I think, look, you look at the project, Leicester, like Rodgers had at Leicester in the last kind of couple of years. He's been there. He's done a good job. I think he's had great backing behind him. Like He's done a yeah. great great job in terms of bringing young players through. Obviously, he likes James Justin, likes a Thomas, players like that. Obviously, he's working within his means at Leicester, but he's still also getting financial backing too. And I said in the comments on the video earlier on, I think if he goes to Spurs, I think that's a step down. Like That's an aging yeah. team. That's a team that needs a lot of like transfer investment. You won't get that under Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis at Spurs. Like, let's be realistic here. Pochettino never got the back in. Mourinho didn't get the back in. Rogers would be walking into a poison chalice at Spurs because that's what it is at the moment. And you, when you actually look at Leicester's squad and look at Spurs squad, Leicester's squad is better than Spurs. Like if you look man for man, right? You look at Schmeichel and Gold, probably even enough at Lloris. You look at Leicester's back four, like obviously James Justin right back is, is a better right back than Joe Aurier and Doherty and even Ricardo Pereira as well as a better player. Mm. You look at your centre-backs, there are streets above Spurs centre-backs, like you have Fafana, Sionchu, Johnny Evans. Then you look at Spurs, they have Adler Vyrell, who was coming towards the end of his career. You have Eric Dyer, they have Davison Sanchez, they can't defend. Reglion, yeah. right, okay, he's probably the only defender that's probably get into your side. But then you look at their midfield, it's shocking. It's yes. absolutely shocking. Like you look at Heiberg, useless. You look at like Celso, overrated. You look at you look at Leicester's midfield, Tielemans, Indedi, players like that, Madison, and you have other players like Under who can come in. Just like Leicester have a way better squad. Bar the exception of Harry Kane and Son, Leicester have a better team. Yeah. And you, you, it's been like you've seen over the last two seasons, Leicester are going to finish ahead of Spurs in these next two years. I, I did have to laugh. Um, at the Sun earlier, I don't know if you saw this, Scott, but they, uh, the Sun were announcing this morning that he was going to Spurs and the team that he would have at Spurs would include Fafana, Castagna, Tillemans and, and Madison in an Nacho up, up front. So if he had planned, according to Spurs, he was taking as the Sun, he was taking off, off our team. Scott, let me ask you, because um, it's Man United-Liverpool at the weekend. I'm a bit torn. What, what result... As a, as a Leicester fan, would you be happy with? See, that's a difficult one for me. Um, it, it's one of those where I think, in hindsight, it's going to be either a nil-nil or a one-nil. It's going to be a very tight, uh, tight game sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I'd prefer to see Liverpool win. Um, but like I say, I, I do think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn. I don't know if you know that this, eh, Keen. Man United win the Europa League and therefore you automatically qualify for the Champions League. Does this give the Premier League an extra spot? I don't think it does, does no, it? it does. It doesn't, no, because Chelsea yeah. finished fourth under Sarri and they won the Europa League yeah. and no one, fifth place didn't get the spot because uh, who finished fifth? Arsenal finished fifth that year and they didn't get Champions yeah. League, so... Um, yeah. No, it doesn't. Even though, look, I think to be fair, that would be kind of a a good incentive, to you know, considering like where the teams are. But Liverpool might finish fifth this year, so 
yeah, don't yeah. give fifth spot Champions League places. <laughs> um or even you you Europa Super League places, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> just gotta slip that one in there. Um as a as a as a Man United fan, and we'll just briefly touch on this. I mean, it kind of I said I said on the show, to put it bluntly, I've had longer wanks than that. I mean, you know, it, it literally came and went in the space of like, you know, 48 hours. No wonder my wrist hurts. But, you know, I mean, it was, as fans, what was the main thing that, you know, as a, as a Man United fan, you didn't like about it? The whole lot. Like, again, yeah. 16 years under the Glazer ownership, to see how detached they are from the football club, just showed it there, like Joe Glazer hasn't come out with a statement for Manchester United in 16 years. And the only statement he's come out with related to the club was originally released on a Liverpool website with regards to being in the Super League. Just again, it just shows the owners don't care about the fans of this football club. Yeah. And it goes it, like that inclusion to the Super League to say, for the Glazers to say it's re- like it's revolutionary. They'd related it to Sir Matt Busby putting United into Europe in, in 1958. That disgusted me. Like that, that mm. really like shows how detached they are from the football club. Anyone who knows what Sir Matt Busby done in '58, obviously we know the Munich air disaster and all that happened that year. But yeah, we were the first English team to go into the Europe that year. Do you know what I mean? And obviously he rebuilt ten years later and won the and won the European Cup. So then it, 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 to relate that Super League situation to '58, like that was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I, it did make me laugh that you know they were, they were doing all this, and behind them, I think Gary Neville, there was a big po- a big flag from Matt Busby saying football is nothing without fans, and <laughs> they were discussing this. But I've yeah. just seen on the website you've, you've got increased security for the game. I think so. Uh, yeah, I think there might be one or two protests. Scott, did, did for me earlier in the season? Well, say earlier. <laughs> let's go back three or four weeks. I was discussing that, yeah, Man, you know, Man City is their title, really. You know, I can't even, I don't think if they lose all the games, they can be caught. But I was saying probably second was outside of our, our, you know, we, 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 third was probably what me, us and Chelsea were playing for. Would you, would you agree with that? I would, yeah. And I'd still, I'd still say now, I, I think with the games that we've got coming up, we, I don't think we'll catch Man United, but I think that the realistic thing is, is we could definitely close the gap. Um, and I, I think with, without being too um, confident, we should be within the top four come the end of the season. Mm. I mean, Keen, I mean, I've got to be honest, I slightly disagree with that because a couple of weeks ago I would have said, yeah, it's us, Chelsea, West Ham. The two, you know, two, two of us three would finish third and fourth. But you didn't get the result that you should have done against Leeds United. Um, we're suddenly five points behind you, and we've got to play you before the end of the season. Are you worried? You know, I don't think necessarily you worried, like you said earlier, of not finishing the top four. And it probably doesn't mean as much to you. I mean, it's twenty million for the club, I suppose, for each place. But as a fan, if you finish third or second, it probably means more to Leicester fans to finish second because we don't do it that often. Um, so once every hundred and thirty odd years. But do you are you worried that you, you that you could catch you? Do you think we could catch you, or are you pretty confident that you, you you'll be there 
come the end of the season because we do have to play each other. Yeah, like look, I think it's it's possible because five points isn't a massive gap, really. Mm. Like again, we have to play each other and we have to play Liverpool. But I think it's very important here when you look at both teams remaining games. Obviously, we have to play each other. We have to play Liverpool um, as well. But Leicester have mm. to play teams who have some stuff to play for. Obviously, if you're playing Newcastle, who are fighting relegation at mm. the minute, you're playing Chelsea as well in the league, who are fighting top four. And Spurs who might be fighting for European places, and we're playing we're playing similar teams who are fighting towards the bottom end of the table. So yes. I think second and third, there's, there's going to be a battle there. I think Leicester are probably safe in the top four now at this stage because West Ham losing to Chelsea. Um, mm. Do you know? I think that kind of is after kicking them down, especially Rice and Antonio being out for them is a massive blow. Then yeah. obviously Liverpool have a bit of a gap as well. They drop points against Newcastle. Now, if they beat us on the weekend, I think that that could propel them maybe to challenge Chelsea for fourth and maybe Leicester for third. But it just remains to be seen kind of how all these teams play because obviously a few of these teams have to play each other still between now yeah. and the end of the season. Chelsea had to go to Manchester City and possibly sit, and that might be the game City clinched the league as well. So there's a lot of like moving parts in this top four race in this running where you say like teams aren't guaranteed to finish. Mm. And as you can see here, like Leicester have to play Southampton. Southampton are dead in the water. Like they're, they're on the beach, Newcastle, yeah. do you know, like we look at Newcastle, like they're, they're team fight. I think, I think Newcastle, I think Newcastle, to be honest with you, They've they've had a couple of you know they've they've not actually lost in four games Newcastle they've sort of mm-hmm. suddenly started to hit a bit of form two right two wins and two draws but you know they are they're nine points clear of Fulham with five to play I can't see Newcastle losing it to be honest with you um, so Man United I feel more confident having beaten you in the FA Cup sem, uh, quarterfinal uh, semi final sorry for for rubbing that in um, but. Um, and then Chelsea, yeah, I see that as the most difficult game. And Tottenham, I think now Mourinho's gone, I think could just end up going into free fold. I mean, do you remember a couple of seasons ago it happened with Pellegrini at Man City? Yeah. Once they actually announced he was leaving, that was the season we won it, you know, that they, they, they couldn't win for Toffee. Uh, now, you guys, you've got, say, Liverpool, and that is probably, obviously, your toughest game there. Uh, yeah. Apart from Leicester, of course, Villa, who <sighs> do a bit again, of a weird their team were on the beach and no Jack Grealish either. Well, I was going to say that that's the thing with, with, with if Jack Grealish was in there, I think they could give you a fight, you know, but they haven't and they don't seem a different team without him. Fulham, I think by the time you've got to that game, I think yeah, Fulham will be down, you know, and Wolves again on the beach. But... Once away for us guys is. One of our toughest games every season since they've got promoted back into the Premiership. Like they always make it really hard for us. Even when they come to Old Trafford, they make it really hard for us. So yeah. I'd say, like, look, top four by that stage will be well secured. But like, I'm hoping by that stage, that Wolves away game, we can actually just go out and hopefully second is secured by then, and we can play the kids then. So obviously, we have a very yeah. good under 23 team, and we have a lot of promising players coming out of that academy. And I think if we're in the Europa League final by then. What I'd like to see by that game is maybe we play the kids then because it'd be great to give them experience. But I'm really excited with this top four race, guys, because there's so many yeah. teams in here like Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool, Tottenham, Joe Leicester. There's teams mm. in here who 
all have their own individual qualities. Now, personally for me, obviously, being a Manchester United fan, I don't want to see Liverpool anywhere near the top four. I think Thursday night football for them next year will be absolutely glorious to see. <laughs> and I'm going to lie, like I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to tell Liverpool no, fans. You say it as it is, Keane. Say it as it is. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I'll have Liverpool fans on my channel this yeah. Friday for a preview. Look, I'll say, I'll say it straight out to them too. But yeah. when you look at their squad, like it's, it's not... They don't have strong depth, really. Like when you look at the injuries they had this year, it showed their squad depth is very poor. So, yes. like I think them languishing in Thursday nights next year could hamper them more again next season. Obviously, Van Dijk and that will be back, but again, even regardless of that, their squad is very thin. Obviously, you look at West Ham; they obviously, if they get Champions League football, they they might hold on to Declan Rice. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They'll get Lingard in on a permanent deal. Will they go out and splash out the cash? Will Gold and Sullivan splash out? I think if Leicester get Champions League, I think Rodgers will definitely, most definitely stay. He'll get backed. And again, you know, maybe Leicester push on. Maybe see mm-hmm. Nacho's in good form at the moment. Will they maybe go out and buy a replacement for Vardy as well, maybe in the summer, you know, because he's yeah. he's come maybe coming towards the end of his career now. But I think Ian Nacho is could be that ready-made replacement there if he keeps up that form, you know? I think I think the funny thing is with Vardy and Nacho, and Scott will probably agree with me here, is that, you know, four or five weeks ago, Scott, we were talking about who was going to replace Jamie Vardy. Now we're talking about who's going to uh, pair Inacho because of the way that it's turned out. Would you agree, Scott? Oh, dear. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, Vardy's been phenomenal for us. For so many seasons, um, and I think when when he does go, it will be a huge miss yeah. because he's adapted his game significantly since he's come to Leicester. He, yeah. He's always been renowned for his pace and how threatening he is towards defenders and things like that. But just since Brendan Rodgers has come in, he's he's been able to change his game. He's he's lost a yard of pace. And he just seems to be able to thread balls in a lot more instead of being so selfish, which, mm. you know, top quality strikers do do. Um, he's trying to set up his other teammates now and it's paying mm. dividends throughout the team. I'm going to ask you, I'll let you go, Keen, because uh, like you said, you've done a couple of shows. I'm going to ask you a last question. Give me your top four in the order that you think they will finish. No, no pressure here. No pressure. Just and just remember which channel you're on. <laughs> um, I think the top three will stay the way it is. I think City will win the league. As much as it pains me to say, I'd love to see him collapse, yeah. but it's not going to happen. I think we'll. Sc- I think we we'll get second. I think this, the gap may stay about five points, four or five points. I think that'll be the gap. Fourth is the toughest one here because I think Chelsea have a tough final four games really mm. tough I think even though I know Arsenal will probably be dead in the water by then but that's always a tough game that's always mm. a tough game they have a bad record against them I'm going to uh, as much as I hate to say it but I think Liverpool are going to nick fourth I think they may nick it on the final day it will be interesting because Chelsea like you said they've got Man City will be out for revenge for the, the cup semi Uh Arsenal, which is just Arsenal, Chelsea. That's always uh, always fun, and of course us. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because we'll, we'll probably be playing them. It'll be rearranged after the uh, and Greenish should be back for the twenty third as well. Greenish yeah. should be back for the twenty third, playing getting uh, fitness for the Euros too. 
So, yeah, that, that could be it, it, it could go right down to the wire. Keen, um, thank you so much for, for coming on. I'd say I'd see you at um, Wembley in a, in a couple of weeks, but I, oh, I can't because we knocked you out the semis, didn't we? Um, <laughs> hey, Look, come on, give, give, we, me, we, give we, me a bit of fun here. It was, it was revenge after last season. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we'll give you that one. Look, hopefully, you beat Chelsea in the final. Um, that'll be good to see. <laughs> yes. If you Chelsea fans on my channel, so that'll be great to see. And um, we'll definitely get you on my channel for the FA Cup final preview as yeah. well, Scott. You're more than welcome to come on too. And yeah, yeah. let's hope, I think, for all, all, all things sake, that um. Liverpool do not finish in the top four. That's all yeah. I say. And and hopefully we'll, we can get you back on for the for the, the Leicester United game on this channel as well. Keen, yeah. um, I can't say good luck for the Premier League because obviously I wouldn't really mean it, but I do wish you all the best in the Europa League, mate. It's always nice to see English teams go and go 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 through. So and and win it. So good luck in that. And thanks for coming on. Take care. Stay safe and speak soon. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Enjoy the rest care, of the show. Keen. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Cheers now. All the best. Is it, is it a nice Man United fan there, Scott? I, I don't think I've ever come across one of them, to be honest. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, I was on his channel early on in this. He's a lovely guy. Lovely guy, as you can see. And I was on his channel and he did mine. And I'm trying to wind him up and he just doesn't bite because he agrees with everything. <laughs> you know? It's no, he like, and he's, he's so... So, um, how can I put it? It's so thoughtful in, in the way that he, he thinks about fixtures and everything like that and how teams are performing. It's great yes. to see that there's, he's got a level head on him. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's just have a look. Uh, Daz saying here, Vardy will be my favourite player ever to wear the Foxy shirt, above Banks and Lineker. That's just way we're all entitled to our opinion, Daz, and a lot of people would uh, would agree with you. And I think he earned a lot when he didn't go to Arsenal and he decided to stay with us. I think he kind of that added to it to 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 his court status. Um, so Scott, I mean, looking at our run-ins because that's what we've been talking about. This was in uh, online early. The remaining fixture difficulty. Um, looking at that, I mean, Brighton, good God, I'm glad I'm not Brighton, to be honest with you. Uh, we're up there, um, with quite, quite, a, quite a tough one, but I'm kind of not worried about Man United and Tottenham now. Chelsea, yes, because you know, it is, it's a, we've got the double header with the, with the FA Cup, but I'm, I'm not worried about those two games. I don't know about you. Uh, Tottenham, I'm not worried about whatsoever. No. I'll be, I'll be quite honest with you. I think uh, by the time we play them, we, we should be um, near enough nailed on for the top four. If not, you know, third place should be in the bag anyway. Um, yeah. But in regards to Man United, they're, they're one of the teams that, you know, track record-wise, we don't seem to do brilliant against. Um, especially you know when you look at last season, last game yeah. of the season, it, it's one of those. I hope that obviously there's no injuries to any players or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, I think if we can shut out the likes of Bruno Fernandes, um, Mason Greenwood, I think we stand a really good chance. 
and in, in saying that, they're going to be exactly the same towards Iniacho and Vardy. Yeah. Because of the form the pair of them have been in. Ollis, um, sorry, Daz is saying only more injuries will maybe halt our forward march towards the end of the season. Miss Molina, um, big shout outs to Miss Molina and Hugs. I hope you are well, Molina. And I know you were waiting on news of your dad today. And I hope it was really, really, really good news. Fingers crossed for you. I have been thinking of you. Hope he is doing okay. Thanks for popping on. Um, we're celebrating Nacho time. I hope you're celebrating uh, dad time, Melina. And this saying here, I'm kind of worried about the amount of chances Vardy had last night. Two years ago, he would have buried them. It is, but strikers do have this problem. And, you know, last night, um, Brad made the point that maybe we need to get some strikers that are a bit more greedy and we'll have a shot rather than try and pass it to each other. But, you know, for me... You know, Vardy's, if it was the other way around, I think Inacho would be getting brickbats thrown at him. But I think the fact that Vardy's turning into a provider as much as a scorer. Yeah, he is. And like I said before in my comment, um, it, it, since Brendan Rodgers has come in, Vardy has adapted his game. Yes, he can, mm. he can still run off the, um, the back of defenders. And, you know, Nine times out of ten, you probably you probably back him to score sort of thing, or at least create a chance. Whereas now he seems to be drawing defenders out of position, especially centre backs, and he's pulling pulling them over either to the left or the right of the eighteen yard box, and he's laying it off to whoever's within the eighteen yard box. And you know, in, in that, it just shows. What the what Brendan Rodgers and different members of the squad have been working on. Mm. Okay, so let's let's have a look then in a bit more detail at these run-ins. Um, and I mean, first of all, th this is the table. Uh, and if you if you're still with this Molina, you you just sneak on it there in tenth place, Arsenal. <laughs> but you know it's. <sighs> I feel more confident than I did this time last year when we were in the uh, in the uh, in the middle of a sort of wheels coming off the wagon, left, right, and centre. Um, we're only, like I say, those five points behind Man United. You know, if, if results do go our way, I think we could we could clinch second. I, I really hope we do because, as a Leicester fan, I think it means more to us than it would do to Man United as long as they they get the Champions League football, but. Look, you know, looking at the games we've got coming up, I mean, Southampton, all I can say is to you, Scott, a few things. Southampton away, Friday night. Let's hope it rains. 10 nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, you know, it, you look at last season we played Southampton and the result there, don't get me wrong, it'd be lovely if we could get anything close to that sort of result. Mm. Um or that scoreline, should I say. Yeah. Uh, but looking at the next two games, I think they're going to be vital for us. Um, like you've said before, previously in the show, Newcastle have come on to some good form just recently. And I've actually been watching them. And, you know, to try and keep them quiet, um, especially near the end of, end of well, 
within 70 to 90 minutes sort of thing, I mm. think we could, we could struggle sort of thing. Um, if we if we can go out the same way that we went against West Brom, I think we'll, we'll bury them and their heads will drop. Um, go on. No, I'm going to say it is the game that worries me is the Newcastle. Bronzy, good evening there. Liverpool have an easy run in, just as much a danger as West Ham. They could be. I think the fact that they've got uh, Man City to play is is um, is good. Um, is this one coming up? Uh, yeah, Andy says there still thinks there'll be another twist in the tail. God, I hope not. I've got a bad heart. I can't. I can't do with it. I can't do with it. Uh, Southampton will be out for revenge. And yet, you see, I've said this. Southampton have got something to prove now because I'm sorry. I've seen. You know, we see some of the best players in the world because we're in the Premier League. We've got some of the best players in the world playing for us. That West Brom game that we played the other week was a low point for me. I think that was the worst opposition we have played for the whole season. And that includes the first time we played them. They were absolutely awful. I mean, you know, we didn't we didn't get out of second gear because we didn't need to. Now, um, they have then got to a semi-final of the FA Cup, the biggest cup competition in the world. And in the whole game, they do not get one single shot on target. And that's in an FA Cup semi-final. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to win anything. The players have virtually got the, you know, well, if it wasn't for COVID, we'd probably be on the beach already. But they have got something to prove, haven't they? Like Andy said. Yeah, they have, and it's it's one of those that is is the result last season going to be in the back of the mind? Because let's be honest, that the, the current manager he he was part of that team at the time. Um, then they've just gone lost against us in the semi final of the FA Cup as well, so that's going to be playing in the minds. I know they're not doing too well in the league, but you know his opponents. If it was me, I'd be I'd be wanting blood as a revenge sort of thing um, yeah. on the game on Friday. So you know you can't be too careful with them. I think we've got to go out and we've got to really sort of hit them hard within the first forty five minutes. I mean, yeah, yeah, we 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 want the 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 team that played West Brom get three nil up after thirty minutes, and then we can just sort of treated as a training game rather than the team that turned up against Palace where we didn't turn up for the first 45 minutes. I mean, Southampton were looking at them there, that they're there in 15th, but I think their players will, will, will be going out with, with, with a point to prove. Um, it, it, it's, it's, we have got a good record over them. Newcastle, like I said earlier, they haven't lost in four. They, 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 well, in the, if you look at the last six, they've lost one game. You know, that, is a revitalised, for whatever reason, Newcastle United. Steve Bruce is just starting to get a tune out of them for the sake of the club and, and his job at the right time. Um, that, that That is the one that worries me. Like I say, I've, I've been watching them the last couple of games sort of thing, and they've only just got St. Maximum back. Now, he mm. has been viable for them. He's, he's full of pace, but he's also full of trickery. The only thing that 
I would say about him is that he doesn't like to track back very much. So if we can hit them on the counter, mm. I think that's where that's where we're going to thrive because um, a lot of their midfield really are, are not sort of players that do tend to track back very quickly. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you in regards to Newcastle. I do think that they're going to be they're going to give us more of a challenge than probably yeah. what West Ham. Uh, sorry, since Southampton might do. Yeah, I mean Chelsea. There, they've got Fulham, which you would think should be an easy game for them. But that said, you know they've um, <laughs> look what happened against West, West Brom. Uh, Man City are out for revenge, obviously, because they got knocked out of the FA Cup. So they'll have, again, something to prove. You know, I don't think Pep will allow his players, you know, not to give 110% there. Arsenal, well, it's just it's just a London derby, isn't it? That's going to be, you know, kicking, you know, players rather than the ball. They'll, they'll both be going for that. And, you know, then, of course, they've got us. They've probably got a really, really difficult run in Chelsea, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, Fulham, to be honest, you know, they haven't... Every time that I've seen them play, they've always tried to give 110%. The The problem is, is the quality that they're lacking. And mm. I think that's where Chelsea may prevail on that. But like you say, with Man City, I can see them really turning Chelsea over. Um, Arsenal will be an interesting game especially with it being at Stamford Bridge as well. Uh, Like you say, then the players, and hopefully hopefully we can turn them over. Because with the form that Ineacho is in at the minute, and like I say, with with Vardy as well, releasing him and uh, turning provider at the minute, if we Mm. can get Vardy to, to start scoring again, I fear for teams because we yeah. we can be very very good on a day. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you if you look at Vardy, um, Inacho, and Perez, if they if they'd managed to to score the ones that they didn't, that that would have been six seven nil the other day. Um, West West Ham, and, and I've noted we've got Lucas life in the green room. Lucas, bear with us, mate, and uh, we'll we'll get you in in a second. Uh, West Ham there, Burnley. Now, again, Burnley has suddenly started. Uh, I mean, they've lost three, but they had a good win the other day. Not an easy place to go to. I used to live in Burnley for 20 years, and uh, it's, a, it's a cold place. Uh, colder than Stoke on a Wednesday night, I can tell you. Um, Everton, whew, Brighton, they're fighting for their lives. West Brom will probably be down in Southampton. So, Probably out of the three there, and I've I've had those three as the three that possibly are going to be looking for second and uh, third and fourth. I think West Ham have probably got the easiest run in. Yeah, on paper, I, I tend to agree with you. Mm. Um, Burnley will be difficult for them, uh, for the likes of a former Fox, Chris Wood, for example, is very dangerous at, at the best of times, sort of thing. Um, but I think during sort of the last three games, your Brighton, your West Brom, your Southampton, you know, I can't really see much more, much less than getting three points from them three fixtures, all of them fixtures 
alone sort of thing. I just, I just think it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting, isn't it? It's gonna, as I say, I don't know whether my heart will sort of last out or not. I mean, um, just moving on to um, the the next batch of teams, and we'll have a look at Man United here. Um, Liverpool, Villa, Leicester, Fulham, Wolves. Apart from the Liverpool game and ourselves, probably not the hardest games. But like, this is. As I've just said, though, with Chelsea and West Brom, that on paper you say yes, but this year there's just no <laughs> logic to any of these games, is there? No, there's not. And, you know, you look at the, the likes of uh, United playing Liverpool um, and then you've got West Brom on the day, especially with Liverpool's current home form they could turn them over. Um, you know, there's mm. going to be a lot of a lot of points lost between um, sort of, I'd say, fourth place to sixth place sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it'll be very interesting from now until the end of the season. Well, let's make it a little bit more interesting. Let's have uh, an Arsenal fan. Uh, and we're going to say good evening to Luca. Uh, good evening, hello. Luca. Long time no see. How are you? How Indeed. are you, man? And, um, yeah, keep up the work. And uh, I watch yeah. your channel um, most of the time, and you're making very, very good Leicester content. And uh, the last time we met, um, Arsenal um, beat Leicester at King Power. So Arsenal got yeah, a little yeah. bit of revenge. So. Um, I, I thought you were being too nice for, to, for, for a while then. Then you had to get in the fact that you beat us. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, this is going very nicely. Thank but ever, you, since you know. then, ever since then, we've been crap. So we can't even beat the likes of Everton. <laughs> hey. We can't even beat the likes of Fulham. And... That, 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 that's Leicester for you, I'll tell you. you know. um, Arsenal. Arsenal for the... I mean, what what it, it is the Europa League or bust for you, isn't it? It is hundred percent. Thursday is absolutely massive for us, and um, like I'm very, very um, nervous um, about tonight, uh, about Thursday night. But mm. um, I'm kind of confident we can get something out of the game. I think we can get a draw and get that away goal and take it to the Emirates. But yes. it's Unai Emery, isn't it? It's Unai Emery. He knows. He knows Arsenal <laughs> very, very, very well. Um, yeah. I think it'd be a really, really difficult game. I think we've got to go there with the right team. I know Abamian's out with uh, he's just recovered from malaria, so he, he did train. He didn't train today, but I heard he's going to train tomorrow. But I don't think he'll be fit. Possibly be back for the second leg. All depends if Abamian's even going to play this season, because malaria does take a very long time to recover, and he's just yeah. recovered. Lacazette for me is a doubt. So for me, I want to see. Arteta play Martinelli up top because Martinelli's made a difference this season when he started in it and it all started from when we played Sheffield United a couple of weeks ago when we got our first clean sheet since January and um, he make, he makes a difference on the left-hand side and Martinelli, I would play him down the middle because since in all competition when he first came in the 1920 season from Brazil, we bought him for £6 million from Brazil and um, I don't know which Brazil club anyway but he scored about 11 goals in all competition. And Martinelli makes such a difference. And Bannigan, our youngster from the under-23s, just signed a contract till 2025. So that's really good news for the future for Arsenal. And people like Eddie Nketiah, 
he can't start against Villarreal. Yeah, he's got a late equaliser against Fulham a couple of weeks ago, but that's not the point. We we have to go into this game and uh, we've got to prove to Unai Emery that why Unai Emery got sacked. And um, But for this season, yeah. I think, yes, I do think the Europa League is a do or die for Arsenal. But um, we have to win the competition now. It's getting towards the end of the season. We've had a very crap season this season. We deserve to be where we are, 10th, 11th in the season in the league. And let's end it on a good trophy. And um, I'm still a Mikel Arteta out. If he does win the Europa League and somehow beat Unai Emery and then probably beat Man United in the final, um, I still think Arteta's got to go. I still think he's got to go. And yeah. um, and that's it. It's, it's funny sometimes about having ex-players back. It, it, it's not it's not worked out for Leicester in the past. I mean, I am, I am you two... Are, much too young to remember Frank McClintock when he was a manager for Leicester City, but we were goddamn awful that season. Melina, there was a fellow Arsenal fan, is saying she's she's not a fan of Ryan by the look of it, and uh, but she thinks he'll he'll get started over over Martinelli. I mean, you ha- do you think if you don't win the Europa League, then that is it for um, Arteta? No, you know what, right? And uh, people have been telling me this time and time and time again. And um, I don't think Arteta is going to get the sack because there was a rumour going around, obviously, you know, about the Stan Kroenke situation, about uh, Daniel E.K., a Swedish billionaire, is going to take over. And then, obviously, tonight, yeah. Stan Kroenke come out and uh, said that he's not going to he's not going to sell the club. So, to me, to me, I look at, <laughs> to me, I look at it thinking, I don't... We need an owner. We need we need a change now, because Stan Kroenke took full control of the club in 2018. He's been at the club of a shareholder since 2011. Um, Usmanov wanted to buy the club in 2018, but one of the shareholders called Lady Purcell Smith sold the shares to Stan Kroenke, so Usmanov had to give up, and uh, Kroenke won the battle. But Kroenke hasn't done anything. Literally, he has not done anything, and he's made he made he's he's not made Arsenal great. He's uh, literally, literally not um, making us going downhill as a mid-table club. And we're Arsenal Football Club. We are the third biggest club in the UK. And we used to always beat teams like Leicester, Wolves, Villa, mm. uh, Burnley. And we used to just go into these games thinking, you know what, 3-4-0 today, slap them apart. But now we don't even know how to beat anyone. I don't feel confident. Let, let, me, let me ask you this question. Sorry to interrupt, Luke. But let me just ask on, you this man. question on that point is um, you, you said there that Arsenal are the third biggest club in the country. And I always wonder, as a, a, a fan of the so-called Big Six, what yeah. you judge that by. I mean, you know, yes, you won the FA Cup last season. Uh, yeah. Apart yeah. from, you know, that, that's been your glory for the last well the last 10 or so years and i just mm. wonder as a fan because i i'm old enough and ugly enough to go back and let's you know quite away and i can remember when blackpool's i was actually having i was having a conversation with a liverpool fan um earlier on today yeah and uh, we we actually managed to get out for a beer which was which was nice and we nice. were saying like you know if you go back far enough and I mean, Scott's way too young to remember this, but if you go back far enough, Blackpool were one of the biggest clubs. Bolton were, you know, mm. Burnley were. So how do you, you know, judge the fact, you know, 
Arsenal any bigger than Leeds, you know, because traditionally... We are a big club. We are a big club. You go and have a look at Arsenal's history over the years. I know, obviously, people can say to me, yes, we are a mid-table club. I get that we are a mid-table club. People can class us that we're not a big club anymore. That's fine. I respect that. Yes, we don't act like a big club. We don't deserve to be uh, where we are as a big club. But I still think we are a big club at the end of the day. We we sell the most season tickets. We um, Every time when Arsenal, before COVID happened, before the pandemic started last year, Arsenal were going on pre-season tour to places like Asia and America. And a lot of fans wanted to come and watch us and the likes of um, Aubameyang and all that and uh, Lacazette and all sorts of was that just not down to the Premier League? Uh, what do you mean? <coughs> oh, well, Scott remember this. What was it like in Thailand when we won the Premier League? You know, our, yeah, our players I were... Leicester, Leicester, didn't you not go to like the Premier League Premier League trophy or Asian trophy or something like that? I don't know. I can't remember. You, you we did, we did the International, International Champions Cup. You know, yeah, we beat Celtic. Yeah, yeah. We were the champions of England. But... I would I wouldn't class Leicester as a big club, would you, Scott? No, I wouldn't say that they were a big club. Don't get me wrong, you know, we've had a fair share of achievement over the last couple of se- seasons. And it, it, mm. it's just one of those that I think unless you're winning trophies season after season and you're constantly in the likes of the Champions League season after season and you know, we could probably say that we are one of the big clubs, but big clubs. Um, but until then, you know, I'm just happy being little old Leicester. Mm. No, but the thing is, right? Um, I, I absolutely agree with you. And uh, first is first. It's nice to meet you, by the way. And um, but no, I, I get your point because Leicester have been brilliant this brilliant in the last few years, and. Um, what I like about you lot is is that I have huge uh, expectation. I respect your team. And uh, when you won the Premier League, no one expected you lot to win the Premier League uh, five years ago. But every time when you sold players like Mahrez, Harry Maguire, Kante, just sitting in a decent position. You've got James Madison, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. You've got um, Vardy, yes. I know Vardy's getting on a bit, but he still is your leading goal scorer. You've got Ndidi, one of the best defensive midfielders in the Premier League, in my opinion. You've got Son Yonchu, very good centre-half. You've got Pereira, probably like the second, third best right-back in the Premier League. You've got some good players. And for me, that's what I like about teams like Leicester City. When you end up sending these players, you'll be able to replace them. You'll be able to go in and invest in the other clubs. And for me, for me, the way I look at it right with Arsenal... Right. I know you might say that Leicester might not be a bigger club, but I get that and I respect that because you look at Chelsea. Chelsea have been in the FA Cup final. No, I'm not saying, no, sorry, Luca. I'm not saying we're not a bigger club. I'm just saying I don't count us as a big club full stop. But then, you know, what? I, I don't think a club can be a big club just because of they've won certain things in the past just because they've got more fans than you, just because you've got a bit more money, therefore you've built a bigger ground. And, you know, and I think what annoys fans of the other 14 clubs in the Premier League is that, you know, clubs 
if you if you think though, we 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 you could say we're a big club because we finished fifth last season, so therefore yeah. we're the fifth biggest club in England at the moment. You know, but that doesn't mean that in ten years we'll be big. You know, and you were big as somebody said under Wenger. You know, when you were when you did the Invincibles, yeah, you were big then. But I wouldn't say you're big now. No, people can say that, and you do make a very, very good point there. Uh, by the way, Chris, mm. is that people? Yes, mm. I get that, and I respect that. Um, what what you said is that Arsenal were a bigger club years ago, back in like from since like from the Invincible days. Even 2002, when Will Tall scored the winner at Old Trafford, we uh, Wenger, Wenger came in. We didn't know any of these players. Like Thierry Henry joined in 1999 mm. from Monaco Juventus. Burkamp came in. Vieira came in. Van Persie came in. And we bought these sort of players on the very, very cheap. And nobody never knew who this. And what Arsene Wenger did when Arsenal were a bigger, bigger, big, bigger club, he created these players. He had he had a very good history, had a very good philosophy and knowledge, and that's how we became unbeaten all season. And uh, nobody, that's why we're still the Invincibles at this moment of time. But I get your point because we are not a bigger club, and things have a lot of change from the last seventeen years. And we haven't won a Premier League title for nearly twenty years now. So um, yes, ever since Stan Kroenke came in, ever since David Dean uh, left the club, Kroenke came in, and in two thousand eleven. We've been a different club since then, and we know we need, like, with the protest situation, we need to keep protesting, okay? Because I know Stan Kroenke yeah. is not willing to sell the club, and I get that, but when you say that, we need to keep pressuring them and pressuring them and pressuring them and pressuring them. I wasn't at the protest last week, but there is going to be a protest. I think it's on the 6th of May, but I will be there for that, and I will attend to that, because... What I liked about it is, I know this is a different topic, what I want to talk about instead of the Super League, is that I liked when all different teams came together. And mm. I know things have, have changed at Arsenal. Yes, I know we have bought players, but we have spent it on the wrong, on the wrong players. And that comes down to the owner. That comes down to the recruitment, to the board. And we need to change. We need to change. We need to start acting like a big club again. We need to try and push into the top four. This is going to be five years without Champions League football if we don't qualify, if we don't win the Europa League. And people may say that we're not... Do you do, do you do you re-employ your mascot there? As Steve said, big teams don't fire the mascots. I don't know. I tell you Luca. I was watching the live stream um, of the Conky Out protest. I didn't, I didn't go to it Friday. I couldn't make it, but I will be going to the next one. I think it's the 6th of May or something like that. At some point in the beginning of May. And um, I remember they were saying that and they were chanting the Connoisseurs. But they, I think we did bring him back. I can't exactly remember. Because I think Mesut Ozil, no. before Ozil left in the January transfer window, when we got him off the wage bill, I think he paid to get Connoisseurs back. I, I think he exactly. did. I think it, but, some say that's the best thing he's ever done in an Arsenal shirt was was pay for the mascot. Mm. Please, please bear with me. And 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 I'm I, this is this is if there's one thing I'm going to remember about this season, and there's not a lot of good things to remember. It yeah. it is this, and and just having an Arsenal fan on does give me a chance to play this and and, and I love it. I, 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 as Kevin Keegan would say, I love it. I absolutely love it. Just watch this Leicester for me, I've had enough. Burnley losing 1-0 at home. I'm sick of it. I said to I've defended you, but you've got to go. There's the door. Tala. Honestly, Zeka, go. Leave. Look what you're doing to me. I'm sick of it. 
We're losing one nil. We're passing it round the back. Aubameyang, we sacked 50 staff to pay for your new contract. And what do you do? Nothing. But a plane just ain't on you. I'll tell you, you have got to go. I'll back you. I'll back you till the cows come home. But now is enough. Five points off the relegation zone. Losing to Burnley. Burnley. Take it in. I'm sick of it. I've had enough. I have had enough. I've had it up to here. It's got to go. Shaka, you've got to go. I'm absolutely sick of this club. I'm done. Finished. <laughs> so, you know I know what. I just... <laughs> I could. I mean, you can't fault the guy's passion, can you? But, uh, you should see my rant. You should see my rant yeah. when we lose. So. I can imagine. Luca, yeah. I'm going to have to let you go because we're just coming up yeah, to, the, to the hour now fine. that we've been on. Thank you very much. Thank you I very just much. want to ask you, as and I don't, I don't mean this disrespectful, but as somebody from a team that's not going to finish in the top four, did I say right. that out loud? I think I might have yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? We don't deserve to finish the top, top four anyway, so we're probably going to finish. No, and, and it's good. And you, what I like about real fans is that they're yeah. humble. You know that yeah. that you know. I, you know, we we won the league once. That doesn't, like I've said, that doesn't make us a huge big team. But you know, we know it's not going to happen every year. And you know, a lot yeah. of Arsenal fans, yeah, they're saying we're shit this year, and you, you have to take it in. But name me your top four in order that's going to be there um, at the end of the season. Top four will be what it is now. I think what what is it? A four games to go. Um, Manchester City, yeah. United, Leicester, and I think Chelsea will just slim it just about. Because I know West Ham have had a really, really good season, unexpected, but I just think they're conceding goals at the moment. And um, that defeat against Chelsea is going to maybe kind of not their confidence. But I think top four will be Manchester City have definitely won the title now. Um, United second, Leicester third, Chelsea fourth. Scott, a Man United and an Arsenal fan have got us in third. It's going to happen, isn't it? Luca, thank you very much, mate. No Stay worries, safe. Mate. All the pleasure, mate. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. And take care, mate. All the best. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. That is This Is Luca's Life. You can follow him. He's got his YouTube channel, This Is Luca's Life. Uh, please give him a follow. Uh, it, it's, it's all, some of it's non-football, so it does make an interesting change. Um, so that is This Is Luca's Life on uh, YouTube. Scott, I don't have, have you heard anything today about the fixture change? Because obviously, according to Leicester City Football Club, we are playing Chelsea at three o'clock on the 15th of May at Stamford Bridge. Looked like we're all going to get in a taxi, drive over to Wembley for 5.30 to kick off and play them again in the FA Cup. But somebody said earlier, what do we think about the fixture change because of the FA Cup? But both that and the Sky site are still showing that we're playing Chelsea that day. It doesn't look like a new day has been announced. I've not seen anything yet. It'd be interesting no. if they don't actually change it and they expect us to play uh, both <laughs> games. Just make it a double header, couldn't you? You know, whatever the result is in one game, it applies, applies to both, you know. Well, but, it's uh, one of those. Do you, do you play your weakest side in, in the, as a Leicester fan, do you play your weakest yeah. side um, at Stamford Bridge in order yeah. to play a strengthened team in the FA Cup or vice versa. Mm. 
If ever po- and I can't find the post at the moment, but if ever posted that wants to just sort of post where they've seen that, because like I can say it's not showing that because it'll be interesting because we I can't believe how close the FA Cup final is. It is actually quite exciting, you know. But we've got um we've got Southampton, like I say, hopefully on a wet uh, Friday night. We've got Newcastle United on a Friday night. See, then we've got Man United on the Tuesday. And we've got then the FA Cup final on the Saturday, where I don't think Chelsea, let's just have a look. Um, oh, no. Oh, Chelsea are playing on the, they're playing on the Arsenal on the Wednesday. So that could do us a favour, couldn't it, Scott? It could, yeah. Um, Arsenal haven't been, haven't been the best this season at all. No. And like Luca was saying, um, with having the likes of Aubameyang out, Lacazette out as well, they're really going to find it hard against a team like Chelsea. Um, you know, mm. because they have come into some form since Thomas Tuchel has taken over. So it'll be interesting to see how how they play against Chelsea. Yeah. Going to end on this, and I'm going to ask you if you can, when we finish the show, just stay in the green room because I'll have a chat with you afterwards, if that's okay. I'm going yeah. to ask on the end on this last question. I'm going to stick my neck on the block. I've always been a kind of a glass half full sort of bloke, and I, I know, I know this. I am the guy that said when I was watching the remember the Liverpool AC Milan European Cup, the Champions League final at three yeah. 0 down. I went. That's it. That's the end of it. Liverpool are out. Then when it came to Shevchenko scoring his goal, I'd say I said that'll put a mortgage on. I wouldn't put my mortgage on him scoring missing. He'll, he'll definitely score, and he missed. And then at five 0 against Southampton away, I was there with my son, and I went. Ah, the second half will be boring now. We'll just you know we'll just stick at the five 0 So my actual predictions. I'm not known as a, as a brilliant pundit, shall we say, but I'm going to go, and I think we might sneak second. I really, really do. Um, now, see what the games the other teams have got, you know, potential banana skins and teams playing each other. I don't think second is out of the question. What are you going to go for, Scott? Where do you think we will end up? I'd like to say we'll catch United, but I think it, it all depends on the next two to three games. Especially mm. for ourselves, if we can beat New, uh, beat Southampton on Friday, beat Newcastle, which will be a tough game. Um, I think there's strong possibilities. Don't get me wrong; I think it's going to be tight. I think there'll yeah. only be one or two points in it, but I just think United, with a five-point cushion, might just edge it. So I'm going to go yeah. with third. Well, I can say at the end of the day, I'd still take third, you know. Scott, thank you very much for joining us this evening. It was a bit short notice, but thank you very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will uh, we will do it again. But stay. I have. Thank you very much, Ray. Stay care. in the green room, and uh, and we'll have a chat afterwards. Thanks very much, Scott. Okay, stay Bye. safe, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks to Scott there. He joined um, a quite late notice, so I thank him for for, for jumping on. Um, yeah. Oh, that was interesting, wasn't it? Um, Man United and Arsenal think we'll finish third. It's got to happen then, hasn't it, really? What do you think? 
<laughs> what I like, what I think is, I'd like to think that you would do a subscribe for me on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, and help get those numbers up. That would be absolutely fantastic. And if you want to listen to this back, give me about 10, 15 minutes. I'll upload it, and all of the shows are on podcast form, so you can listen to it while you are washing up for the um, for the wife or. You, while you're out with her, pretending to sort of enjoy the fact that she's going clothes shopping, have it on the headphones in the ear. I never said that to you, though. But it's uh, available in podcast form on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, well, until he buys uh, Arsenal, and Podcast Addict to name but a view. Don't forget, you've got three days to get 30% off the story of Leicester City in the 90s and how the football club was run um, and when we went from private to public ownership. Must go to all the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.co.uk. It's the only site you can get the 30% off. It is only for April. And Barry, the first chief executive of Leicester City, will sign it with a personal message for you. We've got a game on Friday. Could it be 10-0? be lovely wouldn't it let's hope it rains as jeff peters said on uh, talk sport it's friday it's southampton away if it rains it could be 10 nil tomorrow night seven o'clock we're going to be talking to match day vlog mike he's going to come back on i'm talking to him more than i'm talking to my family at the moment we're playing southampton that often and then on thursday night at seven o'clock i'll be back with craig and we'll be doing a full preview of the show Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining in. Thanks to Melina. Fingers crossed. Hope your dad's okay and he gets home safe. And um, thanks to um, Keen and thanks to Luca for coming in and giving us their views as well. Stay safe, guys. See you tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Good night now. Hi, I'm Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.